Hi everyone. Have you ever learned something the hard way on this homeschool journey of yours? I know I have, and I really, really wished that I had known these things before I even got started homeschooling. So that's what we're going to chat about today. We're going to chat about some of these things that I wish I would have known, so I want to share them with you. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. So hi there, everyone. This is episode 24 of homeschool.com's Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. And today we're going to be completely transparent and share with you the dozen or so things that I really wish I had known when I first started homeschooling. But before we get started, I've got a fun homeschooling question for you. Does anyone know how many are currently homeschooled in the United States today? You think about that. Google it, search for it, do whatever you need to do. See if you can come up with a number. When we wrap up today's session, we're going to chat about that just a little bit. So back to my revelation of the dozen, 12 or so things I wish I had known before I started homeschooling. And some of these, I guarantee, will make you wonder how in the world she didn't know. (laughs) So no judging. Here we go. And just for fun, I'm going to start at the bottom of my list first. So number 12, it's so important to praise your kids. This is something that I did know, but I was never really intentional about it until I realized, of course, through trial and error, aka having an issue that got my attention, obviously, that my kids needed and thrived on feedback. They needed to know not just when they made a big mistake, but they needed to know when they do okay, when they do good, when they do awesome and all the various shades in between. Let's praise, let's communicate with them, give them positive feedback is really so important. So number 11, embrace, guard, protect the fact that you just can't do it all. You can't, I can't, we can't live in a perfect Instagram worthy life. It just doesn't happen. And if it does, there's something missing, (laughs) to be honest with you. And that just may be my opinion, but you know, I'm really kind of tired of all of the perfection or at least the perceived perfection that's out there. And it it really causes us as moms, as parents, as homeschoolers to think that we've got to live up to that perfection. And, you know, I've seen so many of my homeschool friends just kind of crumple and suffer from this illusion that, you know, they're just not living up to the standard, but that's not the case at all. And it causes us undue stress. It causes false expectations to arise. We want our children to be these perfect, little, beautiful, well-behaved angels. And you know what? They're just kids. They're just kids. We're just moms and we're trying to do our best. And we need to keep that in mind that that's what it's all about. It's not having the picture-perfect house or the picture-perfect homeschool room and everything organized and neat and the children looking beautiful every single day. That's not what it's about. It's about raising happy, healthy children who love and enjoy learning 
and, you know, doing your best at the end of the day. doesn't have to be perfect, just your best. All right, so number 10, take time for yourself. And don't get me wrong, I'm really not promoting self-centeredness or selfishness in any way, but there's truth in the fact that you can't pour yourself into your family without first being full yourself. Ask yourself, what fills your soul? What brings you joy? And make sure that you are intentional about giving yourself room for those things. So everybody always likes me to share the personal side of this. And I realized that this was really important in my life after I had about, I guess, four of my children. And the days were long. They were hard. I had two little ones and two brand new baby twins and was just giving, giving, giving. And I realized I was burnt out. I was stressed out. I needed some time to just take a bubble bath or some time to read a book that interests me. And so early on, when those when the first four children were young, I determined that I was going to do something that was just enjoyable. Okay, so number nine, make your home a happy place. This ties in with that whole superwoman point I just made. And if your home has to be perfect 24-7, then your kids may feel that they just can't relax. They can't play. They can't have fun while they're at home or homeschooling. So do, some, do fun things. Play fun music. Play learning games. Enjoy your homeschooling days together. Because trust me, they really are over all too quick. As mine are now beginning to fly out of the nest, it's making me realize this truth more and more each day that you've got a limited number of days with these precious little ones that God's given you. And so do things that make life enjoyable, that make homeschooling fun. And laughter should be the rule of the day. So enjoy every day and, and try to do things intentional that make it fun. All right, number eight, ease into homeschooling. So as you're just getting started homeschooling, especially if this is your first year, if you you're new to everything, don't jump into homeschooling with a intensive homeschool curriculum. Make sure that you find a curriculum or a homeschooling method that kind of eases you into things. That's why a lot of homeschoolers choose de-schooling for a little while before they jump into full-on homeschooling because it can be stressful. And, you know, if you, if you pile on that intensive curriculum, it's going to discourage you really quick. You know, in fact, you may discourage yourself day one and, and quit right then and there. Find your fit. Take it easy. There's no rush about this thing. Get to know the rhythm that fits your family, that works for you, and then run with it. I did not do this. I jumped in with one of the most difficult curriculums to implement in your homeschool. And of course, that first year wasn't too bad because I just had a couple homeschooling. But as my family grew, oh my goodness, I, I learned quickly, you couldn't do that, have little ones running around. And so this whole idea of easing into things is really important. It helps so much. All right, so number seven, ignore the naysayers. And so in my own personal life, I have to admit that as a young homeschooling mom, that those people with a negative opinion or a negative outlook on homeschooling really bothered me. When they asked their intrusive questions or when they said things that pointed in the direction that I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing for my family, I let it offend me. 
But it's important that you stand strong in the conviction that you have about homeschooling and about your own family and your children and build a tough skin. Don't let it offend you. Do what's right because you believe it's right. My last podcast was a little bit about this, about answering these intrusive questions. You know, some pe- sometimes people just don't understand about homeschooling. They just don't get it. It's new. It's different. They've never experienced it before, so they just don't have knowledge about it. And, and these people, they're just speaking out of ignorance. And so we can take that opportunity, not trying to be defensive about what we're doing, but to educate them and to help them see homeschooling in a better light. So take advantage of that, those intrusive questions in that way. But, you know, sometimes people are just being rude. Learn to discern those and the, with the people that are being rude, just let it go. It's a good place. It's a good time to, of course, build your confidence, stand strong in what you believe in, and then take the opportunity to educate those as you can. So number six, take breaks. Oh, this is so important because if you just are at it, at it, at it 24-7, you don't take breaks, you're going to burn out. You're going to stress out. Your kids are too, and they're going to start hating homeschool. It's going to become a drudgery. And so take long breaks, take short breaks, take snack breaks, whatever you need. Make sure you provide that time to just, okay, guys, let's go outside. It's time for a break. It's important. It really is. There aren't any homeschool Nazis here. So you go ahead. You take that break. Everyone will homeschool better. They'll enjoy it more if you take the break. And remember, learning doesn't take place only at a desk or in front of a chalkboard or in front of a book. It takes place everywhere. And so your breaks may be learning breaks. They may look like field trips. They may be a nature walk, canoe trip. You can make your breaks learning breaks or they can just be fun breaks. (laughs) But do take breaks. It's important. Number five, don't expect your children to learn alike. And this really was a a big one for me. I know I've talked about this before in other podcasts as well. This was a big assumption that I really had a problem with, and I had to come to terms with it. I guess third child in, I had two girls for my first two children, and then I had a boy. Boys learn very differently from girls. And so this was my first clue in to this truth that they just don't learn alike. They just don't all fit in the very same boxes. In fact, I had to throw the box out. I had to learn how to understand the different ways that boys learn, how they think and how they work and what makes them tick. And so this truth hit home really strong for me. Each of my kids learned differently. And of course, then uh, one of my later children had dyslexia. And so there again, I had to learn Everybody learns differently, and I had to throw expectations out the window because they all achieve at different rates. This was a very important truth in my life, and I did have to learn this one the hard way. I did fall on my face and apologize at one point to my children. Moving on, hard lesson learned. Number four, homeschool doesn't need to be school at home. Another hard lesson that I had to learn big face plant on this one. If you've listened to my podcast before, you have heard how I messed up in this area a long time ago. So I fell into this trap um, after I left a teaching career to become a homeschool mom. I tried to carry my classroom over into our homeschool. And when homeschooling with babies and preschoolers at your feet, a formal classroom, a rigid schedule, it's just insanity. There's no other way to describe it. It just doesn't work. It doesn't flow. 
and trying to force it makes everybody miserable. And that is where we were living. And because I could never follow the schedule that I had set up and I could never get things to work quite right in that little formal classroom that I had created, I began to feel like a failure every single day. Once I embraced our day with a gentle list of things to accomplish, not a, not a rigid schedule, it, but it was a list of basic to-dos for each day, I began to find joy again. And I began to find that we could learn those things at various times throughout the day without having to have the formality that we were losing our minds with. So number three, embrace the freedom of homeschooling. For a long time, I felt that we had to complete certain grades by a certain time or certain learning milestones by certain ages or grade levels. I was so worried that they might be missing something. I would have to say our days were rigid, as I just mentioned, and sadly, I was responsible for sucking the joy out of myself and my family. When I finally realized that homeschooling truly was was freedom, that I didn't have people that I had to answer to except for myself and my children, I began to realize that I could teach them how I wanted. I could teach them what I wanted. I could teach them where I wanted. And it was amazing. I began to love it. They began to love it. So this also leads me to my next point, which is number two, and the fact that homeschooling should meet the child where they are. So in all of my trial and error, which I'm laying before you, what I was missing was the most important thing. The fact that homeschooling is all about the individual, the child, literally the most important piece of this puzzle, the child. I needed to change my thinking, my perception, and restructure our homeschool to embrace that important fact. I needed to make each child's learning experience fit them, interest them, and educate them to their strengths and their talents. And to do that, I needed my last point, which is number one. I needed to understand how each of my children learned. I don't know where you are in your homeschool journey, but this, and I did save this for the last point, on purpose, I feel this is pivotal to finding success, to finding joy, to finding happy children who just love learning, is finding out how they learn. And I know I've mentioned that I had to learn that each of my children learned differently, that I needed to meet them where they were, but you can't do either of those without truly gaining a working understanding of how your child learns. And what makes them tick? What is their learning personality? So after I had this earth-shaking revelation and I started down a path that turned our homeschool on its head, I dug in. I got intentional about making a truly customized learning plan for each of my kiddos. And this learning plan included subjects and topics that were of high interest to them and one that included learning methods that they actually found enjoyable. Like, for example, my reading kiddos, I used reading texts or living books or workbooks, any type of book. Fit them. That's what they enjoyed. And what followed made all the difference. It was a homeschool that worked for each of us, a homeschool that brought joy and shaped them to the person that they were meant to be. 
And it is now, even today, currently shaping each of us. So here you see many of my hard-learned, profound discoveries that I've had on my homeschool journey. What have you learned through your journey? I know you've learned. Everybody does. We learn the hard way, don't we? By making mistakes and learning from them. Share with me if you get a chance. I love to hear your stories too. So let's circle back to that earlier question that I had. How many are currently homeschooling in the United States? Hmm. Did you figure it out? Did you Google it? Well, our friends over at timeforlearning.com have a very informative page on the statistics of homeschooling. Time for Learning shares that in 2012, the federal census determined that there were 1.77 million homeschoolers. However, Time for Learning brings up the point that many homeschoolers weren't counted in that census. And so given that, as well as the fact that it's been over five years since that last census, Interpreting the data myself, I would estimate the homeschoolers count around the 3 million mark. Isn't that amazing? I find that absolutely exciting. Homeschooling is and was by far the fastest growing form of education in the U.S. Just by the way, since I've mentioned our friends over at Time for Learning, you need to go check them out. Time for Learning is an award-winning online homeschool curriculum for pre-K through 12th grade. It's very affordable, it's a monthly subscription, and it's very easy to implement, get started with in your homeschool. That's time, T-I-M-E, for the number four, learning.com. So that brings us to the end of another episode. I hope that all of these hard-learned lessons that I've shared with you today help you to possibly avoid making the same mistakes that I did and falling on your face and avoiding that pain. (laughs) So I wish you the best in your homeschool adventure. With grace and joy, Jamie.